Hello, welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. Super excited for our guest today. Just a couple of updates. We have been rocking and rolling with Bomb Global and what's to come for 2024. We have our first um, tour coming out, uh, Empower to Inspire, which kicks off January 20th, 2024. We are actually going to have info zooms starting the 20th of September, where you'll get to tune in every Wednesday on what else Bomb Global is working on and how you can be a part of that journey. But none of this would happen if it wasn't for our sponsors. So let's give them a quick shout out. And that is Jose Escobar with the Connected Leaders Academy. We have Patrick Rude with Rude Financial Services, as well as the Secret Society. We also have Julie Hairs and Noah with Breathe Capital Planning. Super excited to have them on board. If you want to know anything about our sponsors, what we're doing, you can always visit us at www.buildingaleadershipmindset.com. And without further ado, let's get our guest on here. Um, it is Dr. Maureen McIntosh Albert. She's a behavior scientist, a behavioral scientist and human development specialist. She specializes in multicultural change management. She holds a PhD and an MA in human and organizational development, a master of science in applied behavior science and a bachelor's of art in English. With over 15 years of experience at the World Bank, she has recruited, trained, mentored, and coached staff in areas such as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Driven by her passion to add value, she founded the International Center for Empowerment uh, and Leadership, providing personalized coaching to Christian influencers. She's also conducted leadership development programs for retires, retirees with an entrepreneurial mindset. As an author and an ordained minister, she shares her expertise in unlocking potential and living purposefully. Dr. McIntosh's commitment is to making a difference extends to her charitable work with Zorba's Orphans Fund. She currently resides in Northern Virginia with her family, and she speaks all my love languages when it comes to leadership. Without further ado, let's bring on the wonderful Maureen McIntosh. How are you, love? I'm doing well, Nikki. It's good to see you. How are you doing? I am doing well. So nice to see you. What we didn't put in your bio, what we didn't share is the Phoenix project that you're working on, which we will be talking about a little bit later. But I just wanted to say thank you for having me a part of this project. And it has been a great experience to share on another level my story. But it's not about me. It's about you. Tell us um, who you are, where you're from, and how did you get to where you are today? Ah, that is my life story. <laughs> so we, do we really have time for all of this? I just share snippets of who I am. Um, I am actually from the Caribbean. I'm an islander. I hail from the, the island of Grenada. I've lived all over the world, including Latin America. <laughs> I lived in Costa Rica for 
uh, eight years. That's where I got my first degree. And I also went to Bible school there. So as you said, I'm an ordained minister. I love to describe myself as a woman who loves God. That's my that's my passion. I, I speak easily about my faith. I um, When I start talking to anyone, faith comes out because my whole life is underpinned by my faith in God and my love for the body of Christ and my desire continuously to empower members of the body of Christ so that they can access the potential that God has placed in each one of us and in, and in so doing, be able to live life on their own terms. That's one thing I say, live life on your own terms. The second thing I say is that we can be free to live the abundant life that God has called us to live. Yes, I love that. That is just some amazing, amazing ways to just wake up every day and just be grateful and thankful that we were given the opportunity to breathe once again and be able to share that light into others. So I love that you are purpose-driven, you know, God leading first in your life. Um, I feel I run my life that way. It's definitely the way to go, right? Um, without him, we have nothing. He did not um, give us these gifts and talents for no reason. They're, they're are of purpose, and we have to look to find that. And with your leadership um, programs and what you are offering, you're doing that for many. So I just want to say thank you on that note as well. Yes, yes. I have been blessed to have been around for quite a long time. And I've been blessed to have traveled to countries in Africa, uh, countries in Europe. I have been blessed to have served in one of the leading organizations in, in the world, the World Bank, that is uh, completely dedicated to bring in stability to where there is instability, bring in peace where there is no peace, coupled with the International Monetary Fund. I have had the privilege of working alongside some of the um, world thinkers, uh, thought leaders, and as a result of that, my training is in leadership. Uh, I've had the privilege of being married to leaders and influencers and that's the and I've been very up close with them been married to them worked with them trained them I've had the, the because of that that has underpinned what I'm doing now as I retire working with influencers one of the things that I say is that and when I say influencers most of the people that I tend to gravitate to are people who are working with uh, nonprofit organizations those who are retiring and they want to know what next, those who are in the workplace and they feel so unfulfilled, stressed, they know they have a call on the inside, but they don't have, they need someone to hold their hands to get them to step confidently out of a stressful, unfulfilled nine to five job to step confidently into the divine call. And because I have done that and I did that uh, in 2001, I stepped away from my job at the World Bank, became a consultant with them, but uh, followed my passion and went into 
getting certified as a leadership coach at Georgetown University. And I found that that is where my passion lies in coaching and mentoring, a combination of both coaching and mentoring so, so that I can get people to see that we don't have to live this life alone. We can live it with another person who can hold us accountable for the goals that we set for ourselves because I found that accountability is what causes me to be able to accomplish my goals. And that accountability comes from having someone like a coach or a mentor who is able to come alongside you and, and bring out, evoke the excellence that is within. Absolutely. So a coach always needs a coach, right? That doesn't go unwavering. You can't really try to bypass that process uh, because you'll be left with years of just headaches and trying to figure it out yourself. So I totally agree. Um, and, and I'm totally thankful for having um, this connection with you and just knowing that you have the expertise to guide us through this process and what you're doing for others is absolutely amazing from one coach to another, right? Uh, you definitely have more, um, um, more time vested in it. And I'm just enjoying the process. You know, 14 plus in corporate training uh, is the same thing as coaching, but now I'm doing it for myself. So, um, and I definitely have two coaches that guide me in different areas. Uh, but what is, what are some challenges through your journey, through the different avenues that you have been through that may have either A, counted you out, or two, you may have been overwhelmed? Um, and how did you get through those challenges? Mm, there's three questions. What are the challenges? <laughs> well, the, the challenge for one is the ability and I would put it in, I usually speak in positive terms, right? So challenges for me are opportunities to grow, right? Challenges for me are where I found purpose. So every challenge that I have had, whether it is because of my faith, and I can't say that that was one, but if I've had a challenge because of my faith and I, not in the workplace, but basically in my life as a diplomat's wife, I've had the challenge of having to edit what I say when I get in the midst of people who don't want to necessarily hear about God. And I get very passionate and to the point that I get to the place where I am not patient with people who don't want to hear about God. So I've run into problems like that where my my uh, ex-husband had to sit down and give me <laughs> give me a lecture about when I just came from Bible school in Costa Rica and I came all ordained and everything. I'd had my bachelor's degree, but I that bachelor's degree was just a means to an end, okay? So for me, it was like all, all about God. And so being a diplomat, he said, listen, we are not going to be talking about God when we go to Dr. This's house and whatever were the handlers that he put before people's names. And I would get into it with him. <laughs> and so it got to the place where I had to leave 
I had to leave the relationship because I would not be muzzled when it comes to my faith. Secondly, when I got into the World Bank, I was so happy that I was able to get into training, mentoring, and coaching because that's my calling. And I was given the autonomy to be able to train, mentor, and coach. And underpinning everything that I, I, I did there, where I wasn't actually uh, placed in a box, I have to thank God that I was able to live my faith with my with the job that I had, because I was in manage in, in middle management. But I'll tell you, the real challenge that I had was the fact that I was always aspiring to do more. And I did not necessarily, uh, I wasn't mindful of the fact that there were people who were vying for some of the positions that, not that I applied for them, they offered me those positions, right? I always found myself, people would want me to come to their department, come over to my department, help me to put structure to this, help me to put structure to that, help me with this, help me with that. You know, you get results on the ground, things like that. And I would go all in because I'm all in, very passionate about what I do. And so when results started to happen and those people who were in the department before I was there, all of a sudden, announcements were made. I'm coming to take over this department. I'm coming to take over that. I remember I was placed in charge of all the administrative staff in the organization. Well, fire broke loose on me. I was not able to do my work. I was so stressed, Nikki. I was so stressed. It's almost as though there was a gang of people that said that decided that they were going to make it difficult for me as a black woman not to be able to carry out my functions and the person who promoted me was a white gentleman from europe i don't know if uh, if that had anything to do with it i think it's because of the fact that i was capable i demonstrated the capacity to be able to do the work so you talk about challenge those that challenge, that adversarial situation caused me to retire from the organization and apply to go back as a consultant. But in all of that, it allowed me to see that I had skills beyond which I thought that I had. Because now I'm doing what I'm doing today. I went into all kinds of things, Nikki. I tried all kinds of things. We don't have time to... <laughs> You included becoming a financial advisor, doing series six exam, right? Including going into uh, stock market and spending two years learning how to invest in the stock market and teaching people how to do tax deeds and tax liens. But all of those things allowed me to see that I'm multi-talented, but God wanted me to have all those experiences because he wanted me to see that no matter what I wanted to do, he would help me, but he brought me right back into leadership coaching, which is where I'm able to uh, optimize the potential that he has placed within me. Oh, goodness. There's so much to unpack, but it was eloquently stated. Everything you said, all the challenges that we all 
face. And I want to touch on that first one that you talked about, about being in a relationship and having a mission for yourself. And I'm actually going to go live at some point with this about being in, I, I, today's my 21 year anniversary. So I've oh, been in a relationship for a long, long time. Thank you. Yes. And, um, I had to make sure that in the relationship, I put my foot down that I am keeping my identity regardless of yes. this, uh, marriage. Right. So I'm so happy that you bring that today. Cause so many times, uh, women and men make decisions about their future, about their purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of walk away from what God has placed in their heart because of the other person, their significant other. And I'm glad that you took charge. And if it couldn't come to a common ground, then unfortunately a release has to happen. Um, yeah. And that's with every, um, excuse me, with everyone. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. And then you said um, the next challenge was that you had, um, to live my faith in the organization, right? Yes. So yeah. it, that really wasn't a challenge because that was actually accepted. Yes. But yes. you also, again, as a as having that awareness that your identity is through God and that is the only way I am going to function and work for you. If not, mm -hmm. I'm out the door. And the fact that they accepted it and embraced it, and you can do that. So many times we're so afraid to share yeah. what our beliefs are. And, you know, obviously we can't push our beliefs on anyone, but we still have to share our testimonies mm -hmm. and our, you know, our encounters with um, growth and success and, you know, how God had everything to do with it. Because, again, he brought us into this world. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so many things to unpack. And I'm uh, thank you for bringing up those key points because they're absolutely important for us to continue uh, to keep this dialogue going um, throughout our generation because we have a legacy to leave behind. And we're going to jump into that uh, in just a moment. We're going to take a few minutes to listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Dr. Maureen McIntosh. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here with Dr. Marine, and we are going to get into... Uh, the Phoenix Project and your new upcoming book that launches January uh, January 5th, 2024, which I am so honored uh, to have chapter 14 uh, in this book. And that is Transforming Pain into Purpose. That's Tell right. us a little bit about 
uh, how that was developed and how did the name come up as well? It's, it's you know, throughout our lives, Nikki, we go through so many challenges, transitions. Uh, we don't know why we're going through them, but we go through them. And uh, it's only after we have gone through them and we see the outcome that we realize had it not been for that challenge, had it not been for that, that adversity, we would not be who we are. Of all of the child, all of the adversity, the pain resulting from it is what brings us to say that we are becoming some highest version of ourselves. So, what brought this about? One day, story, story, one day I, I was at a church and I decided that I went to five people, Thanksgiving, it was Thanksgiving Sunday of last year. I was going to bring five five ladies on to share. It was five ladies and one guy. There was also a guy to share with the congregation what are some of the things that they're thankful for. And it turned out they sh they were sharing their stories before they gave the Thanksgiving. They shared a story, and then they said, "This is what I have to give thanks for." Some of the thanksgivings were things like God allowing them to be able to be in positions of power after several years of uh, pain. Some of it was transitioning from one country, moving to the United States, having problems getting their, um, their, uh, their visas. Some of it was the death of uh, loved ones. Another story was this, the challenge that a brother went through when he was having chemotherapy. And at the end of it, people began to say to me, why don't we do more of this? It's like we come to church every Sunday and we hear you know, two songs, you take up the offering, you do the announcements, you pray for, this, pray for the offering. And you welcome the pastor to bring the message, and the message is done, a song is played, and you say goodbye. The next Sunday, rinse and repeat. The next <laughs> So this lady said to me, Dr. Marine, I got so much more out of this service. We need to do more of this. And I heard more of this. And I remember asking, uh, suggesting to my the, the leader of the church that we do a sort of fishbowl where we, the pastors, sat in the center around the table, have the, con the, the congregation, because we're small, just bring us questions about things that they are, they're grappling with, and we would, around the table, discuss it, or we'll answer the questions, but we'll take a topic and then we begin to discuss the, the topic. Let's say it's about divorce. Let's say it's about poor money management, whatever it may be. But we will feel the congregation and get those topics and then begin, begin to talk about them. There's different ways of doing, doing church. This is something that I did at the World Bank. I would bring all kinds of innovative, creative things to get people to learn because that's what 
I feel that if we can take our real life experiences and share it with people, how are people going to know what is about fishing and about, uh, you know, you're the salt of the earth and the, I know that, but you know, uh, you 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 need to be connected to the vine. You know, you you know, you're the sheep of my pasture. I know these are all things that Jesus said, and this is in the Word. But how do you actually operationalize or put that into practice? And how does that show up in our lives? And I'm passionate about results. I'm passionate about this. Is it? This is where I am. This is where I need to go. How does this help me? But it was not actually welcomed with a lot of, uh, let's say, excitement. So from that situation that happened on Thanksgiving, several other people saying, that is what we need at church. I said, mm. I need to find a way to do this. And when I met uh, Emilio Oman, and Daniela, and I saw what they were doing with the anthology. I went in January when the books were launched and I was down there in New Jersey. Wow, this is the way to go. And that's how that started. Yes, and that's when we first met and I seen you on stage doing your thing. That was absolutely amazing to see and watch and get to know you. and you know, have a couple mastermind classes with you throughout the year working on this project. And you said something very, very powerful. And what you said was that you listened. And what we fail to do is actively listening to our surroundings and what people are saying and not saying at the same time. And really being able to identify where can your experiences, even if you don't have a business, yes. where your experiences can help in that situation? Because mm-hmm. that is a hidden message for someone to say, hey, go tap into your toolkit, your experiences, what you know, what you have done, and put something together because people are waiting for you. Yes, absolutely. So those are so powerful. And we tend to just live life on autopilot where we're not using uh, the time we've invested, the funds we've invested in ourselves, whether through college, certifications, um, courses, masterminds, minds, anything. And we are not utilizing it to the best of our ability. And there's so much room for everyone. So I'm glad that, again, you decided to listen and if it's not in your church or it has not been in your church, you're doing it now. Now this is your ministry, right? This is is absolutely beautiful to see and watch. And okay. So you meet Emilio who is like on a thousand all the time. I absolutely love him. Uh, The energies um, and things like that. You're ready to get this book launched. Uh, Do you have the name by then? Did I have the name? Transforming Pain into Purpose. Um, Yes, I did in a sense. Not the actual name. I went through a few iterations of it because I also wrote another book, which is called, um, which I have right here. It is called Live Your Life from the Inside Out. Now, this book was supposed to be responding to life's challenges. 
And when I worked with my my the other uh, the my other book writing coach, we talked about the essence of the book. And I remember one of the things that I used to say a lot in the World Bank when I was doing my training and mentoring, we got to live our lives from the inside out. We can't let the environment dictate how we react because reacting is going to leave us bitter. Responding makes us better. And so I said this inside out living is one that taps into the soul, the emotions, understanding how to utilize these God-given emotions so that we can uh, maximize on them, leverage them in order to be able to do our best work. So she said, well, that's, that's how you should call, that should be the name of the book, Live Your Life from the Inside Out, unlocking the power of the divine coach, which is the Holy Spirit within. So when we came to transforming from pain to purpose, I started thinking about the death of my late husband and how, what came out of his death, the outcome, how I started Zorba's Orphans Fund, educating, uh, orphans and vulnerable youths, not the young kids, but the youths between the ages of 14 and 25. That is a direct outcome of the death of my husband. And just before he died, we agreed that I was going to get out of doing the consulting, putting so much time in the consulting at the bank and spending so much time with real estate investing and real estate as a realtor, you know, you have to put a lot of time into that. I made a lot of money, but it wasn't bringing me any fulfillment. Said, baby, get out of the, out of that and do what you want to do. When he died, I started reflecting and I started praying about what now, Lord, what is it you want me to do? And as the ladies and I were talking about what this book should be called, and thinking about the pain that I wrote about in living your life from the inside out. And I said, you know, my life has been transformed. So pain has actually transformed me into finding my divine purpose. So we started playing with the, with the topic, and that's how we came up with transforming pain into purpose. I actually had wanted to call the book Transformed from Pain to Purpose, and so one of the ladies said, well, we're still being transformed. The transformation is not complete. So why don't we put the I-N-G at the end and say that we are being transformed? I said, okay, transforming pain into purpose. That's the name of the book. That's how it came out. That's the, <laughs> the process that we went through. That is awesome because as a author as well, and I have a couple books uh, coming out, I'll be announcing them soon. Um, it, it's like, how do you make that book meaningful, right? And translate exactly what you're trying to get the reader to get. And I think that was uh, a great opportunity for you to build what you're building. And it is an ongoing process because we're always transforming. There's always a new 
go. There's always a new transition in life uh, as we get older, as we continue to meet great people and more opportunities come our way. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and having you on uh, Bomb Global Podcast here. Now, tell us how people can get a hold of you, whether it's for coaching, the book, or just to have a connection call. And we will also have uh, the links in the show notes. Um, so yeah, let us know how we can get a hold of you. Well, two places you can get a hold of me, epictransformationalcoachingacademy.com. Let me repeat that, epictransformationalcoachingacademy.com. I started this academy to teach people how to coach and also to coach and empower uh, influencers. Anyone who consider themselves an influencer and they want to make more impact, influence more, and at the same time monetize their services so that they can live life to the maximum, never having to worry about money again, <laughs> they can contact me at epictransformationalcoachingacademy.com or drmaureenmackintosh.com. That's it. Simple as that. drmaureenmackintosh.com. I love it. Um, I'm going to give you just a few moments just to kind of share any final words with our audience for people that are going still through that transforming uh, stages. What would you like to say to them? Well, uh, I will say that our lives are just so amazing. The life that we have, the life that we're given is so amazing. The creator has placed within each one of us gifts, talents, abilities, resources inside and outside around us are also gifts like you, like Jose Escobar, like Emilio and Daniela and all the great people and Ama. These are all resources and gifts that we have right around us. We need to leverage them in order that we can grow into becoming the best and highest version of ourselves. We need not do life alone. Pain, adversity, challenges are gifts. If we see them like that, the the uh, our perspective on life, Nikki, will either cause us to be paralyzed because of challenges cause us to take our own lives because we can't, we feel that we can't do life alone and we shouldn't. But if we look all around us, we will see beauty in the universe, beauty in the faces that are before us. And we embrace them, leverage them and grow together into becoming the best and highest version of ourselves and to make this world an amazing place, even not perfect, but amazing place to live in. Absolutely. That is true leadership mindset, uh, fashion at its core. And um, thank you so much for delivering that message. I receive it because again, even as a coach and um, as the leader, you know, in my spaces, I, I, I still have room to grow. We never arrive. There's always more to uh, soak up so that we can deliver more as well for those that are seeking us. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Marine. And remember, January 5th, 2024 is the launch of Transforming Pain into Purpose. 
get your pre-sale today you want to get it at the best lowest price information will be in the show notes as well definitely connect with dr maureen if you want some more information on her organizations and what she has going on thank you again thank you to all our listeners for tuning into another episode of building a leadership mindset podcast have a great day and as i always say make it count awesome